Looking at joy over the last um, three or four weeks here in the life of our church, and it's been awesome to see how God is um, using us to bring joy to others, how God is taking our circumstances and letting us focus our attention on joy. Um, it's been really awesome. Uh, we're moving on from our joy series, um, but that doesn't mean that we stop having joy, okay? I just thought I'd reiterate that. Um, we're moving on, um, and uh, this morning uh, we get to look at uh, some of our visions and values. Oh, there it is. Visions and values here at the church. Um, we haven't done this little, for a little while, um, and we as staff um, and as leaders, we get to work through these things um, that you'll get to see sh shortly uh, in all that we do. These are the things that bind us together as a church um, and so we get the, to this morning to bring our attention and our focus um, back into this um, place. I want to start this morning by looking at our vision statement here at FBC. Does anybody know it? Loving God, loving people. Isn't that awesome? Um, if you can read it, it is here. Um, loving God, loving people. That's the vision that we have as Franklin Baptist Church. Um, these four words underpin everything that we do in the life of our church. Uh, all of our ministries, our missional activities, our partnerships, and our relationships are encapsulated in these four simple words. And these four simple words aren't just words that we found because they sound pretty and nice. These words come uh, from Scripture. They come from Matthew 22, uh, 34 to 40. Uh, this is entitled, The Most Important Commandment. But when the Pharisees that heard that he had silenced, uh, sorry, had heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. That's Jesus. One of them, an expert of the religious law, tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, what is the most important commandment of the law of Moses Jesus replied you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart all of your soul and all of your mind this is the first and the greatest commandment he didn't stop there Jesus then followed and said and second as equally as important love your neighbor as you love yourself the entire law and the demands of the prophets are based in these two commandments. You see, church, our, our vision comes from a directive from Jesus, a directive to love God and a directive to love people, our neighbors, each other. Now, I'm not going to spend too long on this this morning uh, because four simple words straight from scripture, I sit there and I go, this is awesome. This is what our church is about. Um, and this vision is from the lips of Jesus. Uh, if we continue to look in the gospels, um, we learn from Jesus and his teachings that in all facets of his ministry, this is what his emphasis is, is to love God and to love 
people. So this is why this vision statement, it's been around for a very long time. Uh, we changed it a little bit. Um, it was a major change. Um, for those of you that were here, um, we deliberated, deliberated for um, months over how to change this. And it used to be loving God, loving others. Um, big change. Simple word, but our, our change was to specifically put it back into Scripture to say loving people. That's what God has asked us to do. So that's why we have that as our vision statement. It underpins everything that we do. I didn't pick up a clicker, so Alex, if you can just follow along with me, you're awesome. Thanks, Matt. Uh, this morning we want to look at some values. Um, now these are uh, values that are encapsulated. Um, you might not be able to see it here, but are encapsulated in the word welcome, um, which is up on the screen there now. And if we look um, into the early church in Acts chapter 2, we get to see some of the features and the functions of the church. Now, some of the features of the early church, um, uh, sorry, the early church's foundation include things like people gathering together in obedience to God, the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, um, multicultural communities coming together, multi-generational, young and old, sons and daughters coming together. Uh, heritage, which is um, crafted and grafted into our history from the Old Testament uh, and through into God's, um, God's people. A global purpose. We get to see the church has some features around a global purpose. Uh, we see people turning to Jesus, and not just one people, thousands of people turning to Jesus. It's Christ-centered. These are the features of the early church. Some of the core activities that we get to see um, in Acts chapter 2 uh, include uh, biblical preaching, that's important, uh, repentance and baptisms. We get to see um, fellowship together. We get to do communion, the breaking of the bread and eating together. Prayer, so important and powerful. We get to see the gifts of the Holy Spirit at work. We get to see generosity and giving and meeting of other people's needs. Uh, we get to see the early church gathering in, in large groups in the temple. And we also get to see the gathering of small groups in homes. The early church was renowned for praising God and leading people to Jesus. Man, isn't that an awesome thing to base our values on. So being shaped by the early church, um, FBC has some values, our welcome values. Now these um, values aren't, um, are also shaped um, by a project that we did. Uh, I think it was in either early uh, 2018 that Rachel Roche led us through as we gathered together and we sat around tables and we shared our stories together. These welcome values are, are the outcome of us together as a church uh, celebrating the good things that are happening amongst us, identifying some major themes that are important to us um, in the life of the church and acknowledging the success that we have uh, as we work together as a whole church whanau. Um, it's pretty cool that we get to uh, together as the body of Christ come up with the values that we want to hold here. 
Here are some of the ways that uh, we get to outwork these values um, here in the life of the church. Uh, I'm going to talk mostly this morning about our Sunday morning gathering. Um, uh, and it's, most of this information comes from a document that Tim, um, Tim Palmer, our, um, our senior pastor, um, who's just finished up here, um, wrote in 2018 as he uh, took all this information together with a group of others and uh, made these um, and adapted them from our conversations that we had together. Now I have to put a disclaimer in here, um, and I have to acknowledge this morning that I'm not going to talk much um, about how these values uh, push into our other ministries, into our life groups, into our church events and our activities. But my hope, church, is that, that these values that we, um, that we hold onto are instilled and woven in to all of those places. Maybe happening in different ways than we see it here on a Sunday morning because our groups and our activities are different. But our values across our church must still be aligned. So let's look together at this word welcome as we go through. Uh, we're going to look at the first one, which is uh, Fano, the first, the first W. So it's like a little acrostic poem. Uh, which is why you can see it down here. I love acrostic poems at school. When they said, you need to write a poem, that's the one I did. Because um, I'm not very good at rhyming things, I think. Uh, so the first one is Fano, together, welcoming all ages, cultures, and abilities. I love this as a church, that together we get to celebrate all ages, welcoming them into this space, uh, to worship and to grow together. Um, one of the ways we do that is specifically we don't send our children out of our service um, straight away. Lots of churches, um, their, their children's ministries, um, they start out there, but we recognize the importance of doing church together. We recognize the importance of having everybody together in one place. And it may only be for a short period of time on every Sunday morning, um, but there's some purpose behind it. Uh, some of the purpose behind um, this is, is that we want our children to see this place. As they grow through our ministries, we want them to see this place, this building, this space that we get to sit in as a place that is welcoming to them. Some of the other ways uh, we look at um, doing this is, um, sorry, is, uh, I don't know if you heard it, but my baby is quite loud. She's, um, she's, all the time and I love that because it gets me excited that we have the next generation the current generation of people coming through in this place so when we hear those noises I'm excited because of what God is doing amongst us our children get to see us worship together uh, I remember my dad taught me to worship he would stand in church, and I would see him bawl his eyes out, because that's what my family does. And I would see him worship, and I could model the way that I worship from my dad. Which is why I cry, which is why I lift my hands, and that's why I sing. Because that's how it is modeled to me. 
It's not all about young people. We're a church that want to um, engage all, all of the ages. Uh, one of the things we did um, many years ago was we put these um, new speakers in in the hope to try and make our sound better. Um, we put some, a hearing loop in for, to, to try and make our sound better because I know that even my ears find it hard to hear sometimes. And so we're doing these things. Um, some of the ways we try and do it is visually um, our technology online so that we together, as the body of Christ, can gather. Intergenerational ministry is important. Um, part of our plan here is during the holidays as our children are all together and our services look slightly different. Um, the reason for this is not we don't just want our children to come and sit and, and listen. We want our children to participate. Just as we want you as the body of Christ to participate, we must together look at how we do intergenerational ministry well. Um, I'm excited that Carol's on board with this. Carol loves intergenerational ministry, and I'm excited to work with her of how we make our services better, because that's what we're looking to do. How do we make them better? Children's programs. Um, here on a Sunday morning, we have specifically aged children's programs. This is important to us. It's not to get them out so I can bore you for 25 to 40 minutes. Um, it's so that they can learn in an age-appropriate space and they can hear from God together. I'm not going to preach for 40 minutes, I hope. I should put that out there. Our song selection is important. We don't just find the latest songs and put them out there. We try and engage songs. Josh is um, working on a list of songs um, together with the worship leaders currently around how do we engage our church together so that uh, they're not all just modern songs or they're not just all songs um, that are a bit older but they're the songs that we can know and acknowledge um, the goodness of God together. We acknowledge um, that there's varying abilities in the life of our church, and we try and minimize the barriers, hence why we've got uh, ramps put up around the place. Um, again, our, our hearing loops are in place. Um, we're trying to get our online service as good as we can. We've got some visual stuff happening. This is to engage us together as the body of Christ um, so that we may um, come and celebrate together in the life of the church. And the last one in this is culture. We acknowledge um, cultures together. We acknowledge that we're a church. When we look around, that we are all different. And there's, this is an awesome thing because we value culture. We value diversity. If we're all the same, it would be boring. We love the fact that we are all different. And our setting encourages us. That's why we want to express um, our worship through our song. We want to express our, our worship through the, our culture. We want to express our worship through dance and song and prayer and Bible readings. And not only in English, but in other languages as well. We'd like to see and nurture. What does it look like for us to be a church that honors all cultures? And so that's us, church. That's Fano, Us together. All of us. No one is left out of this. It is important to remember that no one is left out of this. Our second uh, value that we hold is encounter. And we want to en uh, encounter with God's presence, with prayer, with worship, and with spiritual growth. In our Sunday morning services, um, we have an expectation that people will encounter God. We don't just come 
to, to hear a message or sing some songs. We come to encounter the living God. And in our church services, we get to do this. We get to use um, the whole body of Christ together to encourage each other through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, through our, um, our talents that God has given us. We get to create a space uh, to worship God together. We also, um, in this space, acknowledge that we need to follow the Holy Spirit's leading. This is um, uh, something that we do uh, in all times as we are listening to what God is telling us to do. And so sometimes uh, our services may change on a whim in here, and we may do things differently because of what God is leading and calling us to. But we also um, need to acknowledge that the Holy Spirit works uh, well before we are in this building. And we need to honor and, um, and lead the, follow the Holy Spirit's leading toward other parts of our service as well. It's not to stifle what God is doing in here, but it's to honor the aspects of what others are doing in God's work. And some of those things are um, our music and our sound team. It's our children's ministry programs that have some set times. We need to honor and respect the volunteers that are leading and guiding here in our church. Um, but it's important for us to listen to what God is saying. And I hope when we do that is we get to have encounters from God. Our third one, L, leading. Do you see how it makes up the word welcome, A, W-E-L? We're good. We're on the same page together? Good. Leading people closer to Jesus and the gospel message. Our service is pitched towards welcoming the newcomers to Christ. It's the underlying theme of where our services are pitched. New people. We realize um, the majority of people in our church um, have been around for a long time. We acknowledge that you guys have been around for a long time. But we feel that it is um, also time for us to, to shift and to guide and to move into acknowledging that there are people who are coming to this place for the first time. There are people who we invite to come and to hear the good news of Jesus. And because of this, we want to make sure that our language that we use is language that is accessible. Uh, there's no point in me talking, uh, and I use this word carefully, a whole bunch of Jesus lingo, okay, which is some um, highly theological words. Um, I'm not going to preach in Greek, okay? Um, although Greek is cool. I don't know Greek, but Greek is cool. But we want it to be accessible to people. We want what we share to be accessible to people. And especially those who have never heard the gospel message before. Some of the questions we use uh, to critique what we're doing here is how can we make our church a more welcoming place for new people? And it's a question that I give to you guys. How do we, as the body of Christ, make our church more welcoming for new people? Our teaching level, our default uh, setting for preaching uh, has to be biblically related, right? It has to be good biblical teaching. We have an emphasis on um, practical responses to what Jesus is calling us to. We seek to teach and engage uh, through story, through illustration, 
in a way that connects with a diverse audience. We value solid biblical exegesis and theology. That pretty much simply means we want to tell you what's in here and the truth of what's in here. And we want to do it that honors the scripture and what it means back then and for us now. We also recognize um, that it's important for, um, for us uh, more mature Christians to go a little bit deeper sometimes. Uh, and one of the ways that we would recommend doing that, um, if you're not getting it here from the pulpit, is uh, in your life groups, some podcasts, have some good mentoring relationships, find some Bible study resources. Potentially, maybe you need to enroll in Kerry, um, our biblical college, to get some better understanding. We want to equip you and encourage you for the level that you are at. The last one in leading here is around the gospel. We seek to provide regular opportunities to explain and to respond what the gospel is. If we're not sharing uh, with each other from the front and when we're congregating in our, in our thing around the message of Jesus, uh, we need to do some work on that. But our hope is that we get to uh, respond, uh, so we get to explain and respond what Jesus is calling us to. The fact that he died for us. The gospel message is Jesus died for each and every one of us so that we may have eternal life with him in heaven. And when we have relationship with Jesus, we get to, to stand in the promise that we have eternal life with him. That's the gospel message. I love the gospel message. If that's all I got to preach from the front, I'd be super excited because I love the fact that Jesus is calling us all back to him. W-E-L-C, celebration. Celebrating, oh, I wrote celebration. I should have wrote celebrating. Celebrating and serving in practical ways together. Um, our service includes opportunities for individuals to share testimonies uh, and celebrate in different personal events. Um, we have our celebrate moment in the part of the, the church where we get to come and share stories. We get to celebrate um, birthdays and anniversaries. We get to share together, not just um, uh, our faith, but we get to share our life together. That's part of being a church whānau, is to celebrate together. Um, as a church, we also want um, to emphasize some of the really significant moments that we get to celebrate throughout the, the church year and our annual calendar. Easter, Pentecost, Mother's and Father's Days is important to us. Advent is important to us. Christmas is important to us. And obviously our other um, traditions um, that we um, hold on to with communion as well. The other part of celebration is when we celebrate together, we also get to serve together. We want to be a church of participators. We don't want to be a church of spectators. We want to be a church where we, are, uh, where we hope to see um, people involved in the activities of what is happening here on Sunday morning and throughout the, the weeks. Uh, we want to see people involved in our life groups. We want to see people involved in, in our worship teams. We want to see people involved in our children's ministry. Uh, we want to see people involved making coffee. Oh, I love those people. We want to see people involved in the life of our church. We want to see people involved in serving in our prayer ministries. We want to be a church of, of participators and not a church of spectators. I love this little line uh, that Tim wrote. It says, we come 
for what we can give and not what we can get. When we come with the attitude of what we can give to the body of Christ, you'll be surprised at how much you receive. Oh, outward focus. Uh, One of our welcome values is outward focus on God's mission to our region and to the world. Our church uh, ministry extends um, around the globe uh, and Sunday morning is one opportunity that we get to celebrate this. Uh, Every second um, Sunday of the month we get to highlight our ministry team, our ministry partners um, from our global action team that uh, um, helps us oversee our mission partners um, throughout the world. And we get to celebrate and highlight these people uh, so that we can pray for them, encourage them, and then we get to um, partner with them. It's an important part of our, of our life cycle here in the church. We also get to, um, oh, it's not called this anymore. Uh, we get to do prayer and self-denial. It's now called uh, Renew Together. There we go, it's in my brain. We get to Renew Together to look at um, Transcend and the Mission Baptist Mission Partners um, that we get to support globally throughout our church. Global mission is important to us. They're our arms into the world. They're our our arms of our outward focus into the parts of the world that we personally cannot reach. Local mission is also important to us. Uh, We believe in Christian discipleship towards mission. This means every individual is called to the Great Commission which is to share the gospel with others. One of the, the things we want to do is regularly to, um, to equip you as a church for this task. Our Sunday morning gatherings seek to keep this task as a focus. We want to equip you as the church to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to be those who are missional in your workplaces, those who are missional in your homes, those who are missional in our schools, those who are missional in our community. We want to be looking outside of ourselves because we know that's what Jesus did. M, we're almost there. Mentoring. Uh, Mentoring through close, uh, trusted relationships and discipleship. Uh, Sunday morning is an important setting um, and we can help Um, do some of these things here. We can find people to talk to. We have encouraging prayer uh, warriors around. Um, We can build good relationships. Uh, But we acknowledge um, also that Sunday morning is one of the most important settings to connect people into life groups. Relational depth happens best in smaller settings. Sunday morning is incomplete without our life groups. These, these provide, um, sorry, the, our life groups provide primary settings for deeper relationship, for partial care, for personal prayer, and for Bible study. One of the goals of welcoming people is to see people connected into life groups and other ministry environments. One-on-one mentoring relationships are also vital in the midst of discipleship, support, leadership, and development. So what we're saying here, church, is we think life groups are important and we'd love to connect you into a life group. And if there's not one for you, we'd love to start a life group with you um, being uh, for, for the purpose of going deep in relationship with others so that we can support each other. 
Some of the awesome things that I hear our life groups um, doing, mine in particular, um, we have a prayer page that pops up um, and sometimes it's not used for months and then the next minute it's, hey, we need prayer because um, something big has happened and we need prayer. And it engages us as a life group to pray for each other. We don't meet as regularly as we probably should, my life group, um, but we do life together. We share story together and we get to pray for each other. I love my life group because we get to do life together. So mentoring is important. The last one this morning, embracing. We want to embrace, uh, embracing diversity through our Baptist through our Baptist and bicultural heritage. So we're a Baptist church, okay? And um, we have a bicultural heritage and we also have a Baptist heritage. New Zealand Baptist movement, um, so in the New Zealand Baptist movement, we are associated um, with over 200 other churches. I think it's about 240 at the moment. Is that right, Rachel? We'll go with that, eh? Yeah, that's good. Uh, Baptist churches throughout the country um, this relationship is, is not hierarchical, um, but it adds value to each of our churches. We seek to collaborate with other churches um, who are on the same mission that we are on uh, so that we may be further strengthened and we can offer further support to others. Baptist place is important in the body of Christ's discerning God's will together. We get to meet as big hooies. Um, all of the, the pastors and leaders um, and other delegates from our churches get to meet together each year and discern the will of Christ together. Um, the last few years have been really powerful. Um, we heard um, after our last one in November, um, the, the team share some of their amazing um, insights and learnings from what God has been saying to us as Baptists around the country. These moments are important. Our bicultural heritage, we want to honour the bicultural foundation of our nation and the historical formation of Franklin Baptist Church. As Māori and Pākehā and all of us sought to work together in unity, we want to increasingly see the strength of these God-given cultures coming together in a powerful way as a prophetic demonstration to our nation. We want this rich heritage to inform us and to shape us in the way that we gather on Sunday morning as we look to the future. And in our, um, in our church spec that we put out, um, this was highlighted in our, as looking for a new pastor, is that this cultural, uh, this bicultural journey, this multicultural journey that we are on together is important and it's a conversation that we are having together so we need to embrace diversity that we are as Baptists and we are in our bicultural heritage these are our values our welcome values now you see these um, this cool little sign um, I don't think our welcome values have been visible enough to us as a church. And so one of the things we're going to do is we're going to hang these. Um, we've got a few more that you'll um, get to come across next week as well. And we're going to hang these in places where we get to see them so that we can remember them. Um, in, the, in the little newsletter thing that will come out this week, um, hey, there's a good segue. Newsletter, isn't this cool? 
uh, we're changing our newsletter a little bit. Uh, this is my little shameless plug in the middle of my sermon. We're changing our newsletter a little bit to have a monthly events newsletter, okay? So this is all the things highlighted, regular and outside of our regular, um, that is happening this month. The next month, you'll get another one and it will change, okay? I say that because some of the, the information in our notices haven't changed for a while, right? Um, I'm guilty of this. Who stops reading about halfway through the notice because I'm like, oh, it hasn't really changed. Yeah, okay, cool, some of us. Um, maybe a few more than we put hands up for, but um, we want you to be reading this information because these are things that are for you as a life, as a, in the life of our church. These are for us. And so this is going to change um, monthly, so it's not a huge read, um, but it's things that we want to highlight and that are important. Our new weekly thing that is coming out, you may have seen that it's condensed um, next week it's going to change a little bit. We'll have a new format. Um, it may be called something different. Okay, and these are our thoughts for the week. These are some, um, some thoughts around what is actually happening here in the midst of Sunday morning. Okay, and that's going to be our, um, our weekly communication. Um, and if there's some other big things, obviously we've still got our ability to push that out um, through our app and through our email system. I'm excited by this. This is going to go on my fridge and I'm not going to miss anything. Um, so that's going to be cool. So part of our um, welcome values, these are going to be hung up. These will be hung up around the church as well, by the way, um, so you can have a look at them. And we'll make sure we get them sent out an email as well, so you can have it. Um, maybe I should set mine as my desktop background on my computer. That's a good idea, eh? No, son, just saying no, don't do that. So the church, these values that we have, as Franklin Baptist Church, let us strive, uh, sorry, so these are the values that we as Franklin Baptist Church strive to be informed and equipped by. They make up the DNA of why we do church the way we do church. And at the core of everything we do, we go back to, uh, to two scriptures. The first is uh, what I read this morning from Matthew 22, 37 to 39. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the greatest commandment. And second is equally as important, love your neighbor as yourself. And the second which I alluded to, which was the Great Commission from Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So church, underpinning all of our values, underpinning our mission and our, um, our mission statements and our vision that we have is to do God's work, to tell the world about Jesus and his love for them, to love God and to love people, to love each other, to love our community, to love our world. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you first loved us. 
God, you, um, you made a way for us through your son Jesus on the cross so that we may have a right relationship with you through him. Jesus, that's your, your message. Um, God, that's your gospel message is that when we believe in Jesus, we will have eternal life. That is your gospel message for us. God, as a church, help us to hold on to that. Help us to hold on to the fact that you are calling us to make disciples of our nation and of our region. And God, help us to love each other, to love our community, to love our world. God, even when we find it hard, help us to love people. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.